Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, a podcast created to share and celebrate best practice, help others to improve and to learn more about the amazing career opportunities within social care. In this episode, Zoe Fry discusses leadership with her fellow Outstanding Society directors, Samantha Crawley and Ruth French. So Samantha, can you tell me a bit about um, summarising your your leadership journey within XL Care Holdings, please? Yeah, of course. So I suppose my leadership journey started much before um, XL Care. So my my background was actually in hotels. I actually managed hotels. Um, But having come off of night duty and uh, everything else, I went into hotels. um, And I came back into the the care world to... um, work with a company that was coming from the US and bringing like the five star kind of element into the UK like 20 odd years ago I'm sure my age um yes. but um so so leadership began then really um in 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 hotels and 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 kind of continued and that's the thing about the leadership journey you keep learning <laughs> like absolutely every day I have a kind of oh my god I didn't even know I didn't know that you know so that kind of thing and I learn from everyone so, so that journey is, I suppose, is paved with uh, mistakes. It's paved with, uh, a, a, you know, fear sometimes and trying to understand whether or not I should be the one, you know, at the, at the helm of a care home or, or a care group or anything. It's, it's, quite, it, it, it's quite a big, long journey. But I think I see carers and housekeepers who are leaders. Yeah. I, I see uh, t- people who support in the kitchen who are fantastic leaders so I'm, I'm I think that the learning that we do whether it's you know you get an MBA or you do social care level five actually leadership is an ace and yeah. as a leader it's up to us to find those in, in, in care and how how would you say you instill that within within your team? So how do you make your kitchen staff see that actually they're leaders too? Making it safe. Yeah. So we can only develop if we're safe, if we feel safe, if we if we feel as though no matter what we do, we can be supported and it's okay to make a mistake. Um, yeah. I was doing a whole thing a, a webinar earlier on in, for our company, and you know talking about the fact that no matter what you do you can't break it you know that actually one individual won't break it but yeah. we can support that individual to learn and develop and, and, and get better so I think a feeling of safety is so important to develop anybody as a leader because the minute somebody puts their head up the, up the parapet up outside the parapet and say they come up with an idea that you can't run with yeah it's really important to just recognize that in those people and then yeah. try and try and make that work for them as well so I I think that's a really good point and 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 Ruth around the area of safety and making making your team feel that it's it's safe to take themselves forward and that it's okay to have a voice within within your organization um how does your leadership come about with that I guess if you look at my journey within Stowe Healthcare so we've been operating for just under 12 years now and Prior to that, I held various leadership roles within the civil service. So I've I've looked at leadership within different sectors too. But I guess my experience is very much in in taking over care homes that have had a really troubled history. 
Um, so usually we acquire homes that have been rated inadequate or requires improvement. And it's really interesting in the leadership journey as you take over a, a difficult service because you will always find some real gems there mm -hmm. and some staff who have got fabulous leadership qualities um, and who, despite the difficulties that were facing a service, did not want to leave their, their residents, the people who they were caring for. So our job in those first few months after acquisition is to really look at the leadership that is already being shown in the home because very often those people have not been supported to their full potential very often people have been offered qualifications or further support that hasn't materialized and sometimes people just start to feel a little bit jaded by their experience so whilst they might have you know joined that company five or ten years ago and felt that they had bags of potential over the time, you know, they might have got a bit worn down. So actually, I think it's really important in, in any service that you go into, whatever the rating it is, to really look at who your leaders are. And as Samantha says, to do that at every level, because leadership should not be confused with management. And it's really important for you to know who are going to be your leaders, your foot soldiers in your journey to improvement. And that, that journey to improvement can be taking a home from good to outstanding. This isn't all about turning around failed services. Essentially, essentially, all of us all the time need to be looking at what we are doing to improve our services. Because even if you've got an outstanding service, you can't afford to rest on your laurels. Absolutely. No, I think that's a good point. And, and actually, you lead me in something that Samantha's been talking about recently, and it, it's levelling up. So how do you look at levelling up and leadership across an organisation? Because it doesn't that doesn't mean that you're outstanding or your you're requires improvement or inadequate. What do you feel about that, Samantha, in terms of leadership? I suppose in, in context of care homes, there's a lot of care homes out there that are requires improvement. So there's a, there's a whole swathe of places that are requires improvement. And I think it's about the leader in those spaces actually planning ahead and planning how they're going to level up each person within the space because it's the people that change it from requires improvement to good, from good to outstanding. And um, we can, you know, we have, we have a service that's outstanding that is in one of our oldest buildings that is the next council care home it's not fancy. <laughs> it's not anything. So, so the team can't rely on sweeping staircases or beautiful gardens. It's, it's literally all reliant on the people in the care home, the lived experience of the people who are there. So it, I think don't get caught up so much on the outside and get very caught up on who's who, who can help us make these changes, who can help us get that message across. And as Ruth said, you know, each service that she goes into, she's going to be able to kind of pick kind of the people who are influencing other people. Yeah. And I think one of the keys for this, and I think uh, a lot of leaders uh, sometimes forget this, which is if somebody can influence an outcome in a team that drives the morale down, they also have the ability to drive the morale up. So actually those key people are the ones you need to deal with first, because yeah. if we can turn them around, 
we can have them then influence everybody else. So it's just instead of kind of going, oh, my God, that guy's a troublemaker, actually think, wow, OK, if I can harness that individual, I can really make a difference here. So, yeah. I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it because you've got your 70% concept of taking people on the journey, but actually yeah. what you're saying is focusing on the, the 30% who might have those qualities to, to turn things around if you embrace them. That that's interesting. And and just just wondering for for, for both of you, both Ruth and Samantha, because you've got different experiences in terms of leadership within a large organisation, Samantha, and a, and a medium-sized organisation, Ruth. Ruth, how do you feel that, that leadership is across an organisation of, of your size? I guess that's really interesting because that's something I'm spending a lot of time thinking about now. And the reason for that is because of the growth of our group. So the kind of leader that I was... 10 12 years ago when we started is not the kind of leader that I am or I can be now because if you're in a position where you have one home that you're overseeing it's very different to being in a position to overseeing the six that I have now or the you know the 30 odd that Samantha is overseeing and I do think in social care we a lot of us don't give ourselves enough credit for the adaptability that we are able to show. So what I've been having to kind of wrestle with a little bit, because I am a very hands-on leader, is just understanding that I can't be the person who does everything. I mean, having said that, I have actually been at the plant nursery this afternoon, picking up a car full of plants to take to one of the care homes. It isn't strictly my job, but I did just have a little bit of extra time. And I still love doing some of that hands-on stuff when I can. But mm -hmm. it is important for me now to look at how I delegate more effectively so that I can become a better leader. Um, so I guess that's that has been... A real change for me and it's not something that I'm entirely comfortable with yet but I'm continuing to adapt and I think if you look at leadership in social care in the context of the pandemic a lot of us have discovered qualities about our leadership that perhaps we didn't know that we had before and I think as we reflect back now on two years of living in very, very constrained and stressful times within a care home environment. Um, I hope that people are taking a chance to reflect on how they have developed as leaders through that period, because I think a lot of that is very critical to us being able to sell ourselves, um, our care homes, our organisations um, to, to the wider world and to help people understand um, how instrumental um, outstanding leadership in social care is to really providing great quality care. No, absolutely. That's great insight. Thank you, Ruth. And Samantha, your thoughts around leadership in a very large organisation? I don't think it's wholly different to Ruth's yeah. approach, um, but I think the, um, the challenge um, as you move through so say from a team leader to a deputy huge isn't it and a lot of times there's a mistake made because we we're not 
you know, somebody can be really good as a team leader, but what skills, what competencies do they need to be a deputy? And, and yeah. people fail because we haven't given them the tools that they need or the confidence that they need to be able to move that forward. So I think there's, there's that. But um, I think the delegation uh, that Ruth talked about, I think actually if you, if you ask 100 home managers what they find the most hard, it is that it is it is delegating different responsibilities to different people and feeling as though they still have their finger on the pulse mm. and that can be really hard and in future podcasts we might look at um you know the tech that we use the kind of things that we use to kind of help everyone have that assurance but i think for me i think when we delegate and and it happens right the way across leadership um I think I have a motto that says inspect, don't expect. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that actually when I ask or I delegate something, I w- I'm very open with all of my team, everyone. I will say, you know what I'm going to do? I really want you to run with that, but I'm going to have a look at that. And I, go, and I want to check in and I want to set up time so that we know we're still on track. And it's that piece actually that helps move things forward. I mean, Excel Care has been number one um with the cqc now for a few months as far as outcomes go you know and amazing and for me that is around the teams being able to delegate and being brave enough to delegate because yeah. because I, and i get it because i'm the same i want to know everything we're very nosy as leaders aren't we it's part, <laughs> it, it, it's part of it really you know so even giving away a little piece is tough but once yeah. we get really clear on inspection not expectation and those other methods that we can do to check in then we can we can move things forward amazing and c- can i ask you both then if there was one piece of advice around leadership that that you could both give for our listeners what would that one piece of advice be ruth should um, i come to you first yeah i I think the point that Samantha just made is is really critical. Um, We must give our leaders the tools to be able to do their job properly. And we do very often within social care promote people from within and we mustn't set people up to fail. So I do think it's very important and something that I've spent a couple of days this week doing is supporting new deputies within our services, taking time to just sit with them face to face, to go through systems, to understand why we are doing things, not just how we do things and what we want the outcomes to be. Um, I think that is so critical, just making people in in leadership roles feel that they are part of a broader vision and they're not an island just you know working on their own and they're not quite sure what to do or who to talk to when things go wrong so making sure that people have got a really strong structure and that you give them a really solid induction at the beginning of that leadership role that would be my top tip thank you very much Ruth and and over to you Samantha Ruth everything you just said is key (laughs) absolutely key um I think if if I was well, I met leaders today actually, and um, and again talking about why we're why we're looking for information as opposed to what information we're looking for, so people understand the big picture. But I suppose what I would say is, if you're just starting out, I would say everybody feels fear. 
everybody and and it's not just you um i'd say stay open to being vulnerable it's okay be vulnerable yeah. lean into it a little bit because actually we learn so much once we do yeah. and it gives other people permission to be vulnerable as well um and i suppose go back to your why go back to why did you start in the first place because actually that why is what still gets me up almost 25 years later yeah. and sometimes if that why can get lost in the the capacity tracker and the LA reporting and the safeguarding and all of those things but actually if we just stay with and remind ourselves each day the why which is the person in the bed the person who we're caring for and the and the person's family who needs support actually everything else will fall into place fantastic Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Samantha and Ruth. There are some great insights into, into leadership and care. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member. 